0: We're in position. This is Red 5. I'm going in. Look at the size of that thing. Stay on target. Almost there. Stay on
1: target. is <laughs> embarrassing.
0: Don't make me destroy you. Hello
1: feeling about this. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of blue harvest a star wars podcast i'm your host paul burkhart
0: and i'm your host will whitney what's up buddy what's up boss
1: how you doing good how are you it feels a little silly asking you that since you've been here for like two hours helping me get all this stuff set up and doing test runs and stuff, but... Uh,
0: but you know what, we're set up, we're ready to go, and I'm sucked. Yeah. I'm
1: already feeling like I'm going to feel like a big, dumb nerd in this thing. No. Uh, we got this, all right. So, uh, this is going to be a Star Wars podcast, obviously. We're going to talk about uh, Star Wars from week to week, do a little news, maybe a little rumors, casting information, that sort of thing
0: talk about what star wars means to us oh, you know, and, and that's how it's been an influence throughout our lives a whole
1: hell of a lot absolutely i was wondering this today how many times do you think you've watched star wars and when i say that i don't mean a specific movie i mean like count like say you've watched a new hope a hundred times and attack of the clones a uh, hundred times uh then How many? You see what I'm saying? Add them all together. If that makes any sense,
0: I mean it would be thousands because I'm you know I've watched everything. See, I watched Star Wars. Right, I I watched it all, and I watched it all a bunch of times. I thought that a bunch, a bunch of times.
1: I thought that too. I thought it had to be in the thousands, but that almost seems like too much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you mean but. I've probably watched each one a hundred times, so that would be 600. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If it was over a hundred, I wouldn't be surprised. So I don't know. Um, So I figured what we would do is start off is talk about your earliest memories of Star Wars. Introduce ourselves. First off, we've been friends now for probably ten years, I would say. We met in 2005 or 2006, officially. We did.
0: And – I was in college, and yeah. Hawes was the guy. I was a
1: college dropout. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they cut your major at oh, that time. That is and, true. Uh, he was living in a house that I was gonna move into. I was getting friends with Edwin, and right. Edwin was with friends with Hawes, and Hawes used to give me shit about playing Dungeons and Dragons. No, man, and I didn't. I, you, I didn't give you shit. I immediately, someone
1: told me, oh, "Well, you know, we'll play Dungeons and Dragons." And I was like, oh, really? Because I myself had played some Dungeons and Dragons in my day. So you came over to a party. I right. remember vividly, it was like the beginning of a wonderful relationship in the most awkward, cock-blocky way you can imagine.
0: <laughs> it was not bad.
1: There's a, Okay, so we lived in this house in Starkville, Mississippi that no college kids should live in. It was a super nice house that was... Somehow super nice, but also sort of falling apart. Had a den and a pool. A the, den and a pool. The den conveniently a housed like a you, band. Full gear. Full a band. gear. I'm talking this band would play so loudly and so often in this den that the plaster in the ceiling was cracking. And the house was on the edge of town, so nobody gave a no shit. No cops. You we never not... ever had the cops called. No. And we're talking loud ass, full pea gear. If there was a party at our house, there was a good chance that there was going to be a band playing. Excuse me. (laughs) It's the alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to edit that out. So uh, we have this party at our house, and I don't know. There's maybe 30 or 40 people there. A lot. If there was a party, it it was basically six people, six, maybe seven people living in this house at any time. And they would all invite who they knew, their friends, their acquaintances. And everybody would come, and Be a house full of people. The drunk's house full. Of oh people. my god! Just and full. The full. Every of room was full. Wasted of college age people. Yeah. And to the wee hours of the morning, and so one of these parties is going on, and Will comes in. Now this is after someone had told me Will likes to play D anD D, so I was maybe a little inebriated, maybe. And I see Will there, and it doesn't process to me that he's there with a girl. So I go right up to him, and in my drunken state, I say, dude, we need to play some D&D sometime. <laughs> and your reaction was, really? I mean, you didn't say this, but you were like, Really? This is when you're going to bring this up. When I've I got did not this, say that. At oh all. man, I could. I, I did remember. Not say that. As soon as I said it, it was one of those things that you regret as soon as you say it, not because of the sentiment, but because I realized that I just ousted you as an elf-eared, wearing robe, wearing D and D player.
0: No, it was totally cool. I totally had a smile on my face the whole time. <laughs> oh, I remember. And I were, said, "Hey, <laughs> man, yeah, we totally should. We should totally play some D and D." You
1: were then. very, very nice about it and very cordial, but. To this day, I'm... Wow, I really cock-blocked that. No, you didn't. I totally cock-blocked that. Hey, hey, man,
0: it didn't ruin my game that night anyway, so you're good. You're totally totally in the green. I mean, let's be honest. When does your game get ruined? Oh, dude. Rarely. No. Rarely. No, sir. sir. Rarely. The whereabouts of my game are strange and... Elusive it's like Ben Kenobi
1: living out in the Dune Sea. No. <laughs> yep. Will Witten. Living That's the a Dune name I haven't gone by in a long time. A long time. time. So, um, you know, honestly... Probably because of the booze, I don't remember when we first sort of
0: started talking about Star Wars. It was probably instantly cuz you had Star Wars leg tattoo that I was like, "Hey man, nice leg tattoo, Star Wars. I love Star Wars." You know, th- that
1: that could have been it, but I've got a pretty good memory for these sort of things, so it makes me think it just sort of came up natural in some way. I don't know how, but we got
0: I mean, you're probably wearing a Star Wars t shirt. I, I mean, that's very likely. We're both wearing Star Wars t shirts right now. And, dude, it, yeah, we are. We certainly are. I have a Chewbacca reggae shirt on.
1: A, jo- uh, a gift from one Mr. Josh Isley. Uh, indeed. We have matching shirts because of that, dude. Yes, we do.
0: And uh, Hawes has on a Star Wars rock band.
1: And that is a gift from my lady, Jessie. So, <laughs> we were talking about this a little bit before. Um,. And I honestly don't know when the first time we watched Star Wars together. I know at the time that we became friends, it was shortly after Episode 3. We were both really into the original Clone Wars animated show.
0: Yeah, the original Clone Wars animated show was really neat and progressive, I thought. And I think well, it, it was cool. It really nailed the universe. There's a, there's a couple parts that I'm not a super fan of. Mainly
1: dirge. The weird bounty hunter guy that's all nerves and shit under his suit. Yeah, Isn't that yeah. his name? It's Dirge. Dirge. yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, but it did do some cool things. It, invi- it uh, introduced us to Asajj Ventress for the first time, which turned out to be a really cool character in the the, the next Clone Wars series. Absolutely. The one that's actually canon. Right. Um, and that's kind of interesting to me that that... First animated series is kind of they don't print the DVDs anymore. It hasn't come out on Blu-ray, but so it's not considered canon anymore. Only the CG um, Cartoon Network Clone Wars right is considered, and that's canon. really
0: good too. I just felt like it nailed it. Like in that short amount of time, it, <clears throat> it nailed did. it. And it really For like because each episode is only like twelve or fifteen
1: minutes long, maybe it's a little longer in the second season, right, but it was cool because it was the first time that we got some content in between Star Wars episodes. You yeah. know what I'm saying um, and it's interesting the stuff that's in there that I guess is not considered canon anymore because the capture of Emperor
0: Palpatine, right. That was fascinating. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and
1: you know, also in that, they do like the Mace Windu doing the force choke thing. Yeah. On Crush his chest or whatever. Right, and that sort of explains Grievous's cough. Yeah. But that can't be canon anymore because he coughs throughout the Clone Wars. He does. Now, there's always been this one thing about the Clone Wars that bugs me a little bit, and I'm talking about the newer series, which is wonderful. But in episode three, when Obi-Wan and Anakin get captured by General Grievous's people, they talk to each other like they've never met before. Right. And they've met a ton of times in the Clone Wars. So I don't know if it was just them being dicks to each other. Yeah. Or oh, I thought you'd be taller. Whatever yeah. the fuck he said. I can't remember right now. So that's always bugged me a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, it's one of those little things. It's just a couple of lines. It's easy enough to throw away. a little away bit of give and take. Make your own little personal canon in your head about um, but I really uh, enjoyed the what is it, Gindi Tarakovsky?
0: Gindi Tarakovsky.
1: So it was because it was finally a bridge. It was something to look forward to in the three years between an episode.
0: It was, and uh, the way those clones assaulted in the very beginning. And oh man, that's that that was cool pretty story. tight. And I like the fight
1: uh, between Anakin and uh, Asajj on. Yavin. It's on Yavin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where he that's kinda cool. like flips his shit yeah, dark side. Sort of the story goes dark minute. side, yeah. It's got a really cool animation style that's very similar to Samurai Jack, which the the dude did before that. Absolutely. But and it's I cool. love Samurai Jack, it's a great show. You know, I've never actually watched much Samurai Jack. It's you probably should. something you should I should it out. check out. Um it was cool for the time and they also seem to adapt that style a little bit for the the CG show. Which, you know, George Lucas, he wasn't exactly involved with the first one very much. So I think that probably has a lot to do with why um, the Clone Wars series is considered canon as well. He's, he's, he was actually very involved in helping Dave Filoni, the creator of that series, like, sculpt the storylines and give, you know, information here and there. Um, and now that's no more. Right, but uh, it's
0: okay though. You got to make room for new things.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think Disney was probably uncomfortable having that on Cartoon Network when they could just as easily have their own show on their own network. We're going to see that a lot. I mean, you know, they took—well, I wouldn't say they took, but they didn't renew the license with Dark Horse Comics, and they moved Star Wars over to Marvel. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of that as you know licensing contracts run out with you know the companies that have them now. I've Although,
0: actually read the first four episodes, the first four comics. I of, know I lent them I to you, you. <laughs> because you lent them to me. So uh, we can talk about that later if you'd like.
1: Uh, let's go ahead and talk about it. That's a good segue. Talk All about right. a fucking segue. Segway pro the first episode, my <laughs> man. All right, so um, Marvel Star Wars. Um, they've put out. Four books so far. Star Wars, Darth Vader, Princess Leia, and Kanan, the Last Padawan. And I lent you all of the most recent issues of all those series, and you got through the first four of the Star Wars main series, which was done by um, Aaron Cassidy and Martin. So um,
0: what would you think? I thought they were pretty good. There were... Uh it was a nice little bit of can you know, nice little bit of story, a little bit of filler between movies and stuff. Right. See what they were going on, what they were doing, some stuff that they were up to. And
1: So what I like about it is that it sort of um it feels like you're watching a missing episode. It starts with a crawl and then it goes to just space and slowly pans down to the ship or pans up. I can't really remember right now. You know what I mean? It feels like Star Wars to it's me. It's a Star Wars storytelling. Look, the art, fucking incredible. Yeah, I mean... Absolutely. Um, honestly, all the books have really great sort of different art styles, although I would say Star Wars and Darth Vader are very similar in that they're sort of photo realistic, like super detailed. Um, Princess Leia is probably my least favorite art style-wise and story-wise. The art is just sort of cartoony. And, and not to say Kanan isn't, but Kanan sort of fits since it comes from the animated universe you know what i'm saying yeah but uh, so the whole first storyline is them attacking
0: like a weapons factory yeah they attack a weapons factory they overload the reactor and then han and leia get together and take a an ad at an, AT-AT. an that's fucking yeah. badass i love that they part they ride that out
1: my favorite part about that whole thing is vader not given a shit and he comes out it. and cuts the legs out right him. he just swings dick on a atat solo style just him and his lightsaber like am i wrong in thinking there's a part where han solo tries to step on him with an atat he does and he like uses the force and shit to keep that shit from happening <laughs> yeah that's cool darth vader's
0: like what the hell are you thinking
1: <clears throat> right right it's cool um it's weird that the Millennium Falcon gets almost, gets super disassembled and then reassembled that fast. By, like,
0: but, octopus jawas. Right. But that's
1: very Star Wars. It is. Just get broken and fixed really quick.
0: And it was in a trash field, so that kind of makes sense.
1: Right, right. One of my favorite parts of the first... So we, we're talking about the first four. Um, is when C-3PO thinks he's going to be Mr. Big Nuts. And he grabs the laser rifle like he's going to stop them from,
0: and then he drops it. Right, he drops Which it. Is perfect. Uh, perfect. That's so C three PO. Exactly.
1: I think you'll really enjoy the other series. To be completely honest, and I didn't know, <clears throat> I didn't think this at all. But Kanan is my favorite. The 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 writing and the artwork—it just sort of makes it feel like an arc from the Clone Wars.
0: I'm looking forward to reading that one, and I'm looking forward to reading the Darth Vader. So Darth Vader
1: is cool. Darth Vader sort of gives you, like, I feel like the Star Wars series is the action series where you get your main characters, your big fucking sec, like set pieces, like, you know, the at battle and stuff like that. Darth Vader, it has its action, but it also sort of gets more into where Darth Vader is after the destruction of the Death Star. It takes place sort of concurrently with Star Wars. Um, And then Leia and, obviously, Kanan sort of take place.
0: I imagine he is pissed.
1: He is pissed, but not as pissed as the Emperor. There's a really funny scene that reminds me of that um, robot chicken skit where the Emperor is getting on to Darth Vader after... He, you know, fucks up and gets the Death yep. Star blown up. He's
0: like spinning around in space. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's, it's not that, but he goes in to see the Emperor, sort of like right after, like to give his report, and the Emperor is not stoked, not stoked. What did you think about Luke squaring off with Vader a little bit in those?
0: It was interesting to see that he actually went I mean, just to take his it's revenge. canon. Yeah, it that is. means that's that's official that really happened to me that's crazy yeah and that darth vader took his lightsaber back
1: and recognized recognized it it. right so what's interesting to me is i think this storyline this current one goes on for two more issues then issue seven is from what i understand a obi-wan kenobi story like a one-shot obi-wan kenobi story
0: i would love an obi-wan kenobi movie with you and mcgregor About what's back, going man. on between, what, I mean, what he does before, you know, episode four. A
1: lot, you know, like, people just think he chilled out on Tatooine, which is fine. If that's what it is, he just chilled out and watched Luke, that's fine. But there's 20 years in between episode three for to give him some reason to go on an adventure. There's a
0: whole a whole set of stories you and could tell. And from what I've
1: seen, he's he's down with the idea. So I don't know why they wouldn't bring him back if they could. Right. It seems like a missed opportunity. And with the way Disney is going, I wouldn't be surprised if that's not something they do do. I mean, they're planning on doing a Star Wars movie a year for the foreseeable future. So
0: You could still do a Qui-Gon Jinn movie. That would be cool. Yeah. Liam like, still around. He's not yeah. looking too old.
1: No, you would have to young him up a little bit and do... That would be a really cool... The problem with that is it would be hard to... It could be a Liam Neeson or a Qui-Gon movie without Obi-Wan. Yeah. It would be hard to make you and McGregor young Obi Wan again yeah, to make yeah, that no, believable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People hate on the prequels, but Qui Gon Jinn to me is a shining light of like that is a good example of the most legit
0: Jedi and
1: just badass and yeah. just like wise and you can see where old Obi Wan or Ben Kenobi came from as you look at Qui Gon. In my opinion, absolutely, it's so badass. We'll get into that later. I think, you know what, I think we should do, um, once we get sort of the hang of this whole podcasting thing, I think we should do sort of a podcast dedicated to each movie.
0: Sounds like a good idea. In
1: order. And do like, you know, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Just in order. Um, Not like a commentary track, but like... Just just sort of give our... Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, Because I definitely have a favorite and a least favorite. I do too. And I think it would be surprising... That To people that my least favorite is not The Phantom Menace. My least favorite is Attack of the Clones. Funnily enough, so is mine. Oh, my really? My least
0: favorite is Attack of the Clones. It's
1: just, you know what? The love story angle in that episode and the execution. It's just so poorly executed it's
0: just, that it really takes away from look, some of the luster of the other parts.
1: I'm going to say this right now, and people are going to disagree with me. From here until the end of time. But to me, the worst Star Wars movie is still better than the best of any other movie. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, the worst Star Wars, I would rather watch Attack of the Clones than any other movie that's not Star Wars. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't care. Like, that's the one thing that it's kind of nice now seeing younger kids that grew up with the prequels age up and then sort of defend them now if you look around online there's still plenty of prequel hate but not as much as when they first came out
0: it's not <clears> that <throat> bad really I mean it's it's the story it's the early part of the story and, and the story is the story it's and considered one like it. of the
1: immovable pieces of Star Wars canon Yeah. I wonder if the mics are going fi- to pick up my fucking refrigerator lighten up like a carbonite freezing chamber What were you talking about? I got distracted by the
0: refrigerator turning on. We were talking about... I have no idea. But we can talk about our earliest Star Wars experiences. Oh, yeah. We got got off on a tangent. We got off on a tangent. You guys
1: are going to have to excuse us because we just got off on a major tangent. So, my earliest Star Wars memory is about four years old. Four or five. I know my mom was working night shift and I was hanging out... With my dad that night. And at that age, I was super obsessed with horror movies. Like the 80s slasher movies. What age was that? Four. Four. Right. the perfect. So at four, you were super obsessed with slasher movies. Right. Thanks to... Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just wanted to bring that to people's attention. (laughs) Right. So uh,
1: thanks to a couple of my cousins who used to babysit me all the time, uh, Courtney and Brooke, I got to see Nightmare on Elm Street uh, and... The, the friday the 13th movies halloween sleepaway camp all the classic 80s slasher movies when i was about four right they'd come over and babysit me or i'd get taken over to their house to be babysat and they would just watch whatever the fuck they wanted so i got to watch whatever the fuck they wanted and so i was super obsessed with horror movies and for some reason instead of being pissed my parents are just like well, whatever The dude likes Freddy Krueger. The kid likes what he likes. The kid likes what he likes. I was on my dad's ass. I want to watch a scary movie. I want to watch a scary movie. And my dad was like, we don't have anything like that. My dad's never been a big horror movie fan, right? So he, just to get me to shut up, he's like, you know what? I got a scary movie for you. And he puts in a new hope, thinking I'm going to be scared of Darth Vader. And I remember sitting on our green like shag couch it was this old nasty couch that we've we had for years and my dad turned all the lights off and he put a vhs copy of a new hope on not an official one one he taped taped it off of like cbs or oh, something wow. so, yeah it still had commercial breaks and that's broke. i remember the commercials and this this was my a new hope I watched A New Hope with commercial breaks. And to this day, I remember a commercial break right after the Tusken Raider knocks Luke over. and he, yeah. it, was, it was a Ford commercial, and it was a dude. And what's funny is this is going to sound like any fucking truck commercial you would see today. It was a dude building a barn, and he was using the tailgate <laughs> of his truck to like saw two-by-fours, and there was like a fucking... Oh, wow you know, anthem playing behind him. But I remember the first five minutes of Star Wars, five to ten minutes from that showing, and just being... I think my brain short-circuited out because, like, I was just blown away. And ever since then, I was obsessed with Star Wars. Like, my dad opened Pandora's box. And I remember, for years, I used to hide my tattoos from my dad because my dad's very, like, proper, conservative, like soft-spoken dude and um, tattoos not something he would approve of and then one year we went all went on vacation together and i wanted to go down to the beach and like so i had to wear shorts and you know my whole leg is covered in star wars tattoos so i said fuck it he's gonna see him eventually he might as well get over it and we were sitting down by the beach on beach chairs and my dad is just cutting me eyes like out of the corner of his eyes looking at my tattoos And eventually, he just brings up, he's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, well, do you want to see what it is? So I start pointing. I'm like, look, there's Yoda and a Stormtrooper and Darth Vader and Boba Fett and Jabba the Hutt. And he's like, I've seen enough. And that was it. That was the last conversation I've ever had with my dad about the tattoos. (laughs) I mean, I don't think he... I mean, he obviously didn't disown me, but he
0: did not approve. Did not care for the Star Wars tattoos. No. No. My... first experience with the star wars was uh the star wars i like that was with my dad my dad showed me everything my dad and his partner really liked star wars so like every time we went to the movie rental place back in the time when there were movie rental places right
1: it's a foreign uh, concept now,
0: right can I, I had to go in the movie gallery or the uh blockbuster and mine was movie time video oh wow that's professional right In Columbus, Mississippi.
1: Columbus, Mississippi. Movie time video. (laughs) You know, a couple of months ago, Jesse and I went to Mississippi. And when we were leaving, we drove by the little shopping center where movie time video was. Yeah. And the sign was still up. And I was like, there's no way movie time video is still open. Is it? No. No. I pulled up. The sign is still up. It still had like... I don't know how some hooligans didn't go and rearrange the letters, but it still had new this week and a couple of titles listed. Oh wow. But inside it was just all storage like boxes and, yeah. and stuff. But
0: that's kind of sad and desolate. I know, right?
1: I spent a lot of time in movie time video pouring over NES games. Like, oh, which one do I want to get? Do I want to get Commando? No. No. No, you don't want to no. get Commando. Gilligan's Island? No. 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 And renting Star Wars because that's the thing we only had A New Hope on VHS so anytime I wanted to watch Empire or Jedi I had to go and rent it and my dad actually put a moratorium on renting Star Wars at one point. Like, i feel like,
0: that's hey. exactly <laughs> my story. Like, that's exactly my story." what I, so I was gonna say, my, every time I went to the movies, I would went to Star Wars, and my dad let it go up to a certain point. He was like, "Yeah, well, why, yeah, let's watch Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I hear you should see this, this one, this one, and this one." We watched them all, all the original four, five, and six, and uh, eventually he was like, "Okay, we've watched Star Wars. Like, you have to pick another movie."
1: Yeah, my dad Star would Wars. put me on like Star Wars probation. I'd be like, "Hey dad, can we go run a movie?" And he'd be like, "Yes, we can, as long as it's not Star Wars." And I'd be like, "Really? Why not?" And he's like, "I would like to watch something different than Star Wars." My dad, he likes Star Wars, like
0: there's no doubt about it. He yeah. introduced me to Mine, it. Mine too. But I don't think he understood what he level doesn't. I love it like. No. My dad loves Star Wars, but like not like I love Star Wars. Right. My dad's I'm actually die Star Wars. Right.
1: My dad's actually more of a, a Trekkie. He likes Trek. I mean, I'm a Trekkie, too, now. Like, I, I know this. I can this. get
0: down with the Trek.
1: I, however, I won't say I hate Star Trek, but it's it's not
0: in my wheelhouse. It's too, uh... I'll say stick. this, just in, you know what I'm saying? in the interest of honesty. Captain Picard taught me a lot about leadership. Look, like, if we're going to talk about cool Star Trek characters, which we're not...
1: Which we're not... <laughs> Captain Picard has to be number one in my book. Because that's that's the Star Trek that was on when I was a kid. And yeah. I watched a lot of it with my dad. Yeah. And I have a soft spot for it for that very reason. But I just... You know what the difference is? They don't have lightsabers on Star Trek. <laughs> Everybody wears those. It, to, to, I can't dig the, the Star Trek uniform. Yeah,
0: it's very but, it's very militaristic. Kind the of.
1: Star Wars characters, in my opinion, and people will disagree with that, just look cooler. I mean, Boba Fett.
0: Oh, obviously.
1: Boba Fett or the Borg?
0: Boba no, Fett. Boba I Fett. mean,
1: they don't really compare. Oh uh, yeah, you know what I'm it's saying. Not a I, I'm sure a Trek person would be like, I don't know, man. What the fuck, man? The Borg not the fucking Boba Fett, man. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt me. Interrupt you. Tell me some more about. Uh, no. Your first, when I was young,
0: like I I'm went, excited, to, see oh, the theater, to, went to see all the special editions in the theater. Me too. Went to see all the special editions in the theater. When they were re-released. And I couldn't believe that I got to see Star Wars on the big screen. I was like, oh, I was so thankful. I was so glad because I'd always seen it on the small screen. And then uh, I was so excited for the new prequels. Like, they came out. the Episode 1 came out when I was probably an early teenager. And then, you know, 2 and 3 carried me into adulthood through, you know, later teenage and adulthood but they were great movies like i i loved them like i loved all of them i didn't love some of them as much as i loved others but right you know there were some instances where i was like george no oh yeah no man i, I mean, love you look but uh, i know people the popular
1: opinion is that the prequels suck and yeah. i think a lot of that is people that were disappointed with the phantom menace and then never saw the other two but like i said <laughs> phantom menace isn't even my least favorite i think the problem came was became I almost think The Phantom Menace was oversaturation. I don't know if you remember this, but the merchandise push for The Phantom Menace was like... And it un- was
0: geared toward the younglings. It was. There, and like that's There was okay. a lot of gimmicks and with I the
1: figures it. and stuff. And Hold on. I'm going to have to answer this, but I'll cut this out of the podcast. Yeah, we'll edit this out of the podcast. Sorry about that. Uh, we had to take a little break there. My fiance called me
0: to let me know she was getting
1: off work. Um, <coughs> what just- were we talking
0: about? We were discussing our first Star Wars experiences. and I With the prequels. We were talking the about the prequels. So, all right, let's do that.
1: So, the first time I saw Star Wars was probably about 87. So, well after the movies had been in the theater. 87, 88. So, the first time I had, just like you, the first time I had any chance to see them on the big screen was the special editions. And uh, I remember every Saturday after they came out, my dad and I would go check out Star Wars. And uh, it was it was kind of funny because my dad used to brag to me when I was a kid, well, you know, I got to see Star Wars on the big screen. Yeah, my dad would
0: do the same yeah, right? thing. Yeah. I went move. to see it <laughs> seven times. Right, right. There.
1: My dad went to see Star Wars with his best friend who was also the best man in his wedding. And, uh, and I drew a blank about it. But anyway, so went to see all the special editions at least once. I think I saw a couple of them twice just... Because sometimes my parents would treat the movie theater like a babysitter when I was older and just be like, you want some money for a movie? We're going to go run errands and drop me off. And I'd be like, well, fuck, yes, I do. So I saw a lot of movies by myself at a certain age. Just I love
0: going to the movies. I do, too. I don't know if it's because I went a lot when I was a kid or what, but right. I really did go into the movies. I know a lot of people right. are over it in this day and age. Like they'll you know, wait for it. I'm not them. really
1: over it, but it's got to be... Something really interesting to get me to go. It's and true. Luckily, with the Marvel movies, there's always a couple a year Dude, I want to see. And those then Marvel you, movies
0: are killer in killer. the theater. That's
1: uh, I remember when Star they're getting Wars better
0: and better and better. Like
1: I they are. Like. They are. They they're stepping up in quality. I feel like Age of Ultron sort of stepped back a little bit in quality, but I think it was because of how much they tried to jam into one movie. But like Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy and all that stuff has been top notch and I remember when Lucasfilm first got bought by Disney there were some haters online and to me it just made sense. Disney has done a wonderful job with the Marvel movies. There's no reason to think they won't do as equally as good of a job as Star Wars.
0: And for me even props to the Netflix Marvel series that's um, Daredevil. Daredevil. Really good. Yeah. It's really good. I would
1: love to see them do sort of a I don't know that they would do as adult a series for Star Wars as they did for Daredevil, but I would love to see them do some sort of original. i, I got to figure before too long we're going to see some sort of Star Wars
0: live-action series. It would be nice. Right. Just to see some character up to something. Right. It doesn't even, have to be any relation to any of the characters in Star Wars. I don't need them connected anyway. Just to... A story of a character in the universe, either Jedi, non-Jedi. It doesn't matter right. to I me. Mean,
1: I think it would be cool to get a series where maybe the main character isn't a Jedi.
0: Yeah, it I doesn't always that, have to be a Jedi. Like I would prefer a Jedi. But right. That, I'm. That's that's my. I'm jam, okay man. with a smuggler or a soldier bounty or a hunter. mercenary or yeah. a bounty hunter. Or... Right.
1: So, getting back to our our in theater Star Wars experiences, the first time. I got to see a new Star Wars movie was obviously the Phantom Menace. And when it came out in 1999, I was a sophomore in high school and for like three weeks leading up to this movie, I couldn't sleep. Like I was so so excited. excited. Oh man.
0: Like a kid before Christmas. I bet.
1: (laughs) I'm one of those dudes. Like if, if I'm excited about something, especially if it's like a movie or something like that, I'll lose sleep over it. And I, I don't know why. Like, um, the other, uh, yeah, last month before they released the new trailer, I lost sleep the night before knowing that the next day at Celebration, we were probably going to see a new trailer.
0: That's good, man. That that's means something you're passionate about. That's just it's, a passion.
1: I know, man. But, uh, you know, at some point you think I would grow out of the so excited that I can't sleep. I'd
0: like, say that's would be a sad day.
1: Well, so, uh, I went with a group of my high school buddies, um, Who basically, none of them, except for one, were really into Star Wars, but I don't know if you remember, when Phantom Menace came out, for a brief second there, everybody was getting back into Star Wars. Everyone went to see it. Yeah, it was the new Star Wars. Right. You
0: know, there wasn't, there was no time to hate. Like, you just had to see it. You had to see it. And a lot of people had to see it several times, because they were like, I don't know what's going on. I gotta see it again. And... That's good. You know, there's a lot going on. So much visually going on in yeah, these movies. Yeah, visually. Wasn't going and on at to the me,
1: time. the the prequels as a whole feel like denser movies. There's more mythology and technobabble and stuff just sort of crammed in there. Um,
0: and honestly, it's only some of the kitty stuff that's really kind of irritating. But it's what captures the, the imagination of a child because that relates Which Star to a child. Wars is meant to do, and it's meant to. And that's that's why I'm over it. Like you know, yeah. I'm not hating on episode one. I'm just saying that's why at the time I was a little disappointed because I wasn't the child. You know, I was a little bit older than that, and it seemed kind of the 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 fight with Darth Maul at oh the end. God. Are you kidding me? That, that was so amazing. It blew my skull.
1: That part alone. When I walked out of the theater, so uh, my buddy Chris Rushing, Mike McQuarrie, and Stephen Johnston, we all went to. Like a four o'clock showing of the Phantom Menace after we got out of school that day. And immediately when we walked out, like my main thought was, holy shit, that lightsaber fight. That was so badass that I could barely even move backwards and process the earlier parts of the movie. And then we walked out the theater and my dad pulled up in his car and we immediately went back in to like the seven o'clock showing. So I saw Phantom Menace two times back-to-back on the first day. Came back the next Saturday, saw it two more times. Um, I think I ended up seeing that one five or six times in the theater total.
0: The end lightsaber fights in all of the originals are, are pretty badass. Like, And I know I said mm, episode two is my least favorite, but honestly... The, oh, the way the Jedi swing nuts in the last 45 minutes of that yeah. movie is pretty tight. I
1: mean, the, the last 45 minutes of that movie is really tight. It's just, it's kind of slow, or there's something about it that just sort of drags. I don't know. Like, um, It
0: sours in the beginning, and then it brightens up at the end.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, like I said, just the love stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just so poorly executed, I guess, written
0: as it's written and performed. It just didn't come across well, no. relatable or believable no. or feelable like it was... Ugh. It was and rough. That's
1: sad. It's like when you you know that awkward friend and y'all are out at a bar and that awkward friend starts hitting on a girl real awkwardly. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like you're embarrassed and at you're your that Or guy. like when your your buddy's drunk and karaokeing really poor. Like that's me. Yeah. Like I'm sure I've embarrassed you quite a few no. times. Ugh.
0: No, never. But you know what
1: I'm saying? Like it's that just it's just ugh. oh it's tough to watch. For the Attack of the Clones. I was in college. So I was actually that's what 2002, so it's my second year of college. Actually, it's the end of my first year at college. And I went with a bunch of friends from college and there was a dude named Andrew Sesti that was with us and he told me for every part of the movie that violated canon like he was way into the expanded universe this dude was like an expanded universe encyclopedia like he knew his stuff you know what i'm saying yeah and he said for anything in the movie that contradicted the expanded universe he was gonna have to take a shot like after the movie and uh i just remember for some reason i remember him saying that and then i remember liking the movie even though it's my least favorite i still like it and then afterwards he looked over at me and he goes I guess I'm only going to have to take three shots. I don't remember what it was that bugged him so much that he was going to have to take those three shots.
0: Was there was there content that was prequels before the movie came out? Not really. Like books, I mean, or, no. Um,
1: no I, I do know one thing that bothered him, and it had something to do with the Geonosians developing the Death Star plans. I guess in the books, and I've read quite a few extended universe books but i guess in the books they gave credit to that to somebody else besides the geonosians and i think that bothered him but other than that i don't know really what it was maybe it had something to do with the Django fett boba fett stuff which i mean look i'm not gonna lie and and i know it's cliche but Boba Fett's my dude that's my main dude so i have no problems with the the backstory they gave him i know a lot of people don't like it but that whatever
0: I think it's fine. I I don't have any problem
1: with it. I think a lot of people maybe have a problem with it because it sort of takes away the mystery. A lot of people like the mystery of the characters in the original trilogy.
0: Also the mystery of the clones. Right. All those clones are Jango Fett. They're all Jango Fett clones. Like They're processed different and they have different personalities and stuff. They're not all Jango Fett. And they're like super...
1: They're grown... Growth... Acceleration or whatever. Right.
0: right. Uh, That... Well, I have a question, though, or I thought at least. I would love to see a Boba Fett movie. And that always just makes me curious. Would you make a Boba Fett movie, and would you use the guy that played Django Fett to keep with continuity that a girl, an adult Boba Fett is going to look, look like Django Fett? You know, are you going to cast a new Boba Fett, or are you never going to show the dude under the helmet, kind right. of master chief it? Like, I think that's tough for them to pull off. Um. So this is
1: my thoughts, and to be completely honest, that's the Star Wars anthology movie I want. Is a Boba Fett movie? Right. I'm not even gonna fuck around. I mean, I know a, that I know right. Boba Fett's dude, <laughs> right? So I think it's going to be a tough, tough balancing act for him. And just to, to to bring this up, so you know, the first anthology movie is going to be Star Wars Rogue One.
0: Rogue
1: 1. And in the fir- in the opening crawl of episode 4, you know, it says the rebels have won their first battle and have attained the plans to the Death Star. I think Rogue 1 is going to be that that battle. It's what it seems like to me.
0: Obtaining the plans of the Death Star
1: and winning their first battle. The next anthology movie, we don't know anything about. We know that director Josh Trank was attached. He's the guy that did that movie Chronicle. And just a couple of weeks ago, he was let go shall we say from the star wars movie he was going to do okay and the rumors on the internet right now is that that's that's a boba fett movie and they're looking for someone to replace him on that that's the rumors but i don't know if that's true or not because the rumors were that the first anthology movie were going to be a boba fett movie right so i don't really know i think the problem with a boba fett movie is that it's going to be hard to i don't think it'll be necessarily hard but they're going to really need to work on the script and make Boba Fett carry a whole movie. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and you're really going to have to create a story that people can relate to. And I can't, hate to keep saying that, but when you develop a character, you really have to have those ties that make you feel for that character, that you can relate to them, that they are human or you know, close enough, that they are at least characters they have. Right. Flaws and foils and desires and dreams and goals. And-
1: honestly, I wonder if they're going to do maybe. So
0: I was thinking this today. Rogue One takes place right before Episode Four. Do you think it will be one person? Like one one person is Rogue One. One character is Rogue One. Or know. is it like a squadron? Like Rogue Squadron? I think it might
1: be the first Rogue Squadron. But I don't. I honestly don't know. That's a. It that would be cool. It would be cool. It would be cool. And to me, the, just the name, Rogue One, to me makes it sound like we're going to see some some X-Wing action. Although we know from the trailers we're going to get that in the new movie as well. But I think the possibility of a X-Wing fighter... Pilot Squadron movie is pretty fucking tight. It's epic. Dude, right? talk about like... Like, like Top Star Gun by Star top, Wars. Top Gun. Like, but I mean, like, you know... Way cooler than that. Way cooler. A, no Scientologist. Well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? They're everywhere now. They're everywhere. So, Rogue One, you know, I think... I mean, from the trailer that they showed at Celebration and from what they said at Celebration, it's it seems like it's going to be more of a war movie you know what i'm saying more of no jedi whatsoever they've already said so that's going to be interesting that's going to be an interesting test for me because of how much i like jedi and lightsabers and the force and sith and stuff like that you know what i mean
0: i love the universe it doesn't matter like Mm -hmm. a whole movie about a rogue squadron blasters and x-wings and Fighters, badasses, dude. That's going to be so epic and so cool.
1: Yeah, and I, it's going to be interesting all around because no John Williams score. The guy that they're getting to score that is the same guy that scored Gareth Edwards' other movie Godzilla, and I believe his first, first movie Monsters. Uh, I think the dude's name is Alexander Desplat. Hmm. So no John I'm Williams. Not familiar. But you know that's something we're going to have to come to grips with because John oh, yeah. John Williams is a is old fella,
0: dude. They could crank out a uh, super action style one and have like modern music in it.
1: I don't want that. I don't I got, want it either. I got to be completely honest. I don't want out. some fucking five finger death punch bruh, behind some star. No, thank you. Yeah. I I mean, and look, look. I like some terrible music, and I don't <laughs> like you put some corn behind some Star Wars, and I would throw a fit. I would throw a fit. So,
0: I I'm I completely saying, agree. I mean, classical music is the only way. Yeah, you know, sort of the, orchestral, yep, like score based. That's what I talking about. And I mean, that's there's the plenty know, of dudes.
1: The, Kevin Kiner, Kleiner, you know. Kevin Kiner, the guy that did all the Clone Wars stuff, great. I mean, and he throws a little bit of modern in there. There's a little guitar and stuff like that in it, and it's not bad, it's but not. we're going to have to get used to a different sound. Yeah. I'm he's just getting hoping, old. I want, John Williams. I want John Williams, hopefully, to be able to make this trilogy and then live forever. No. <laughs> like, you know, let's hope he makes this trilogy through. Maybe 7 will be his last. They haven't said anything about him coming back for 8. Yeah. I hope he does. And weirdly enough, that's one of the things I'm most excited about for the new movie, is hearing the new music. Because, I mean... You can hate on the prequels, but they've got good scores, in my opinion. I mean, they just sound, they
0: fit. I don't think you can hate on the new movies even yet, like, because it's looking like J.J. Abrams is going to do a good job, like, and if he does a decent job, if he does a halfway decent job. I'm going to
1: make a confession here right now. I've had three, maybe four dreams. It's a recurring nightmare I have. I'm not joking about this. And in the nightmare, I go to see Star Wars, the new Star Wars and afterwards everybody turns everybody in the theater turns to look at me this makes me a fucked up person i think cuz it make my psyche is saying yo everybody in the theater is going to want to know your no. opinion that's fucked up but i have this dream where everybody turns and looks at me like they want my opinion and i don't like it which would be a first right right and i remember the in one dream my main complaint was like there was only 5 minutes of lightsaber in it yeah And I mean, you know, it could be that.
0: It could be that. I don't think it will be. But I'd like to see some big Force power. The The way you would kind of see in Force Unleashed, you know, some really, some just raw Force energy. The
1: name Force Awakens alone makes me wonder, like, what does that mean? Like, every title has a meaning. I think it implies that the Force has been dormant. I think so, For too. For some period of Or time. does that just... Is it dormant? Or in hiding. Be- right. Is it dormant because something happened? Or is it dormant because Luke's not training Jedi? Is
0: it... Is it dormant because of how how low the number of Jedi and Sith have gotten right. across the galaxy? It's going to be interesting. But I, I
1: have a legitimate fear that Star Wars is going to get panned, no matter wh- how good it is. Like, what do you mean, panned? Like, just... Like it could be on par with the original trilogy, and I know for a fact people are going to hate on it, like reviewers online and stuff. And well,
0: like Cat Williams said, you know, if you're not don't have haters, you're not doing something right.
1: I mean, I guess that's true, but like, I really want Star Wars really needs that positive. You know what I'm saying? It it needs that positive first reaction movie to sort of pull it up because you and I like the prequels and we've been keeping up with star Wars and all the content for the general movie goer that hasn't watched clone Wars, maybe hasn't seen a couple of the prequels, Steve, we're talking to you, Steve, <laughs> we know you haven't watched the last two prequels <laughs> motherfucker. And I'm going to make you watch that shit, Steve, oh, no. Steve. But anyway, for the general movie going audience in their mind, this is the first movie after
0: I think the three this, that nobody
1: liked, you know what I'm saying? Right.
0: The star Wars episode seven, Is going to be one of the biggest movies in history. And the only reason I say that is because the franchise, the story that anyone saw, anyone that saw the original Star Wars and then didn't like the prequels, this is where that story picks back up. Like, all those characters that have you, like, are you kidding me? And I think that's going to help across the world, are like, this is the new Star Mm. Wars. Oh, my God. The bomb is going to drop, and it's just going to be epic. Like, boom. Right. Everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to see it. Everybody's going to be like, have you seen the new Star Wars? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You have to go see it. Oh, my God. I mean, that's
1: going to be me, but most of our friends aren't going to listen. Like, I'm going to be like, you guys have to go see it. It's awesome. For anybody that doesn't go with us on the first showing. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people are going to be like, well, of course you said that. You like the prequels. But regardless of that, I just want this first one to come out. And I think, look. You know me; you can attest to this. Who would I have picked to direct the first of the new Star Wars?
0: Uh, this guy. Some people know him. I think it's J. J. Abrams. Right, right. I mean, to me, as soon as they
1: announced that there were going to be more Star Wars movies, that's the guy I wanted to direct them. And I thought
0: it was you never... loved Lost. I mean, like, that's it. You I mean... were the biggest Lost fan I've ever seen in my right, life. Right, and I that's... I watched every episode you with know, you. That... Like, <laughs> I'm a Lost fan myself, but like. Oh my god, my friend Hawes knows everything about Lost. Like, everything about that universe.
1: And that's kind of... I've I've often wondered, do I just have bad taste? You know what I'm saying? Because I like the Star Wars prequels. And I like Lost, even the ending, which is universally hated. I think that like, guy I me- didn't hate the
0: ending. you got to tie that story up somehow. And I mean, come on. I man, mean, just- you're
1: talking about a very complex story. Yeah. That they basically, you know, were like... They tied it up,
0: yeah. at least. You know what I'm saying? They tied it up. I mean, come on. Give me a break. What right? Do, what do you want? But I just never thought it was possible.
1: He was roped in with Star Trek. There was no way that they would get J.J. J. Abrams to forego the third Star Trek movie to do Star Wars. I,
0: I, I can't believe it. I mean, I would have. That's just all I'm saying. Like, I can believe it because oh, yeah. I would have. You well, tell me, you oh, know, you got me a chance to do Star Wars? That's my, that's my heart. And like, a buttload of my money, I'm sure. My heart soul is Star Wars. See, you know, I think that's what
1: did it. J.J. had always said that before he directed the new Star Trek movie, he wasn't a big Star Trek fan. And he was always more partial to Star Wars, which is interesting to me because the two newest Star Trek movies feel more Star Wars to me. They do. And I like they really do.
0: It's like a more like I hate to say cowboy western, but it's very it's there's a lot going on. Pops like and
1: and whereas there's in my opinion those boring stretches that are just not interesting in the older Star Trek movies. This one sort of moves like Star Wars. That's the one thing you can say about most Star Wars movies. That is, is if you're in a scene or something you don't like, it's not long until. Something that changes you know what i'm saying slow screen wipe and right. something else is going yeah on. from corner to corner or yeah. some shit yeah but um when they announced that he was gonna be the director like i felt like was i was practi- excited it was a practical joke on me because, oh no you know what i'm saying like somebody texted me actually our buddy josh texted me and he was like is jj abrams really gonna be the new star wars director and i texted him back and i was like I mean, I would really love that, but I don't think he's going to, blah, blah, blah. And he texted me again and was like, no. One of the guys that I work with is telling me that they just announced him as the director. So one of the only times I've ever been scooped on Star Wars information.
0: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You don't like being scooped on Star I Wars. I mean,
1: it's not that I don't like being scooped. but Whatever. Like,
0: you wake up in the morning and check websites and all kinds of stuff. Well, I mean,
1: I, you know, I just feel like, I mean, that's that's what I do. I get up and I have like... Almost an OCD-like list of sites I check, and about six of those are Star Wars related. And those are first. I check those first, and then you know I check my email and Twitter and Facebook and all that other stuff. And then, you know, get to it.
0: I check the news every day.
1: I check the news every day, too, at least to, to skim the headlines. You know what I'm saying? And then if anything sort of catches my... But so, I mean, such a bummer. Yeah. Tell me about it. You know it. what I'm saying? But, oh, man, tangent, tangents. <laughs> Off on tangents. Killer. If there is a theme for the first episode, it's motherfucking tangents.
0: <laughs> I will tell you this. Uh, if you have not seen the Japanese TIE Fighter anime short film on YouTube, oh. you should check that out because that is pretty neat.
1: Yeah, give me a second. I'm going to look up the
0: yeah, the name look, of the
1: actual video. You look that
0: up. If you haven't seen it, it's really neat. You should. Uh, it's kind of the story of a tie fighter squadron it's just a quick little short it's not more than a couple minutes long uh i just wish somebody would back this guy and just give him some money or set him up in a studio somewhere and be like all right make that story make that tie fighter squadron story and make it good and dude i'd love to watch that that'd be epic
1: okay so i think it's just tie fighter short film and like he was saying it's just sort of an old school almost voltron robotech gundam style anime all animated by one dude which to me is just
0: but the anime is i mean the uh the animation is really top notch it's really high quality animation yeah and it's about eight minutes long i think
1: and it's just no dialogue there's some sound effects and some music and they just sort of it's just a space battle and it's badass i remember maybe two or three years ago seeing a shorter clip of that and then i guess he finished it out and then released it. It, it I would eat up an animated series in that style. I like anime, so a Star Wars anime would be right up my alley. Mine I don't too. know how likely we are to get that sort of thing. They seem to be sort of set on the CG, Clone Wars, Rebels type style. But if they would do it,
0: maybe even just... A if st- they got half the mind to do it, they would just set aside a chunk of time. Give that, that dude like a crew... Like a and a budget and like let him canonical go to town. Expert, yeah,
1: yeah. Hook him up with Leland Chi or Pablo Hidalgo or something. Oh, let's go. Okay, so that you tangent spawned from our episode two memories, and I haven't even finished my prequel memories, and we'll move on to you. So episode three, I'll make it as quick as possible. Episode three was the first one that I actually went and stood in line with, or uh, waiting for tickets, and we went at like. 12 in the afternoon, it was me, Bryce, Greg Walker, and I think that was it. And just waited in line, got our tickets, and then, um, I mean, went to see. I had a crazy crush on the girl that worked at the movie theater. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And she, uh, would always, like, give me the cold shoulder, but she would, like, like, we were friendly. Yeah. But, like, she would give me the cold shoulder when I made, like, any advances towards her and stuff. Absolutely. And she would always bust my balls about Star Wars. And she'd be like, oh, what are you going to see? Star Wars? And I'd be like, yeah. Um, And she was there at midnight and she was like, so my boss has said we can let you in early if you want to go in and get seats. Like, she pulled a couple strings for me and she just ragged on me the whole time. And uh, we went in there, watched it, and to my to, I mean it's still my fra- favorite of the prequels. To me, it's the one that's tonally as close closest to the original trilogy. I agree. And you want to talk about a lightsaber battle. Yeah. my favorite lightsaber battle of all time is the fucking 20 minute one at the end of Revenge of the Sith. Absolutely. but uh,
0: it's just the only, it's just some of the way the dialogue is delivered. It's yeah, a little, just pour in a couple spots, and then uh, that one no scream by Darth Vader in the very end.
1: Yeah, no. Once again, that, you
0: know, I know that's something that's. Those are just two things that bug me. But other than that, it's my favorite of the prequels. So.
1: Yeah, and I know that's something that a lot of people hate on is the no scream. But I think it's so.
0: I know it's like, what else could you do? Or, well, not
1: just that; it's so minuscule in the scheme. scheme it is. of Things it you is. know.
0: I will say this. It's cringeworthy is all I'm saying. Yeah, like, I mean,
1: I agree. And it bums me out that you bring James Earl Jones back for those lines. For that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Could with have been. Bad me. Yeah. You, I, I mean, I can't do a Darth Vader. Yeah. But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, was bad me. And, you know, and personally, and I think this was a lot of people's problems with the prequels, is they put their own just like i did put their own thoughts into you had so long to think about what, what the prequels would be about what it should what it should be in your mind yeah you, but in my like if my version of the prequels when i was a kid came out it would be even worse than the prequels would we that we got it had just been two hours a jedi fighting sith yeah no plot development just jedi and anakin and obi-wan are two of those jedi you know what i'm saying yeah um but it always sort of bummed me out that we didn't get to see Darth Vader in the full suit of armor exterminating the Jedi. Yeah. that I always envisioned the last movie ending with actually seeing him doing that. I mean, I know he's technically Darth Vader when he goes to the Jedi Temple and he exterminates all the younglings and does all his cold-ass shit.
0: That whole flip from light side to dark side, which we can talk about later when we go more into episode three, but... Um it's very brief and it's not very visual and he's kind of baptized in in that moment if like upon watching it another couple times or reflecting on it like he's baptized as like an evil lord assassin you know taken over by the Sith but that's that doesn't adapt well visually you don't no. it doesn't
1: And to be honest the Clone Wars series Really bridges the gap between those two movies, and it makes it more. Ga- but I, I will agree; it seems like he goes from good hero Jedi to just completely evil, really Completely quick. Okay, with being, but like, most like you said, we are... can get into this more yeah. when we do our Revenge of the Sith breakdown. Right. But I totally understand what you you mean. Yeah. And to be honest, if if we had my version of Revenge of the Sith, it would have been like seven hours long. My uh, future brother in law Keith, he always tells me like. Movies are too long nowadays like if a movie wants to be good it needs to sit right at that 2 hour point for me. And I always tell him, well if the new Star Wars movie is like 9 hours long, which it won't be, but like that would be perfect to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> as like, much, give me
0: as much, give me all you got.
1: But I think I don't know, sometimes it seems like the prequels focus on stuff that's not as interesting as the de- in a detriment to stuff that is that's interesting, even though I love them I know I've said that like a million times this time but, I mean, I'm a realist there's problems with all six of those movies but I'm blind to them I recognize them, but I don't care about them I mean, I know people hate on the acting and the prequels, but the acting and A New Hope especially I'm just
0: grateful I'm grateful I mean, that I got finally. Star Wars Yeah, because when I was growing up and there was only 4, 5, and 6 and there was a time when you were like we're not going to get any more, that's it Star right. Wars was episodes 4, 5 and 6. It, that was it. That was all you had. And then they announced that episode 1 was going to come out. I was like, "Oh my god, there's more Star Wars." It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it was what you expected or not. It's Star Wars. So just enjoy it. There'll be more. Like be grateful that now it's in, you know, a place where you you can have a bunch more. Right. So enjoy
1: it. So the first time I remember hearing actual confirmation on the prequel trilogy, because for years before, like at my local comic book store, like the dudes in the comic book store would be like, yeah, he's going to do one, two, and three. Uh, Darth Vader it gets created because he falls into a volcano, which actually turned out to be sort of true. Sort
0: of true, yeah. Sort
1: of true. And all this stuff, the only two characters that you'll really know that carry through the trilogy, oh, both trilogies, are R2 and C3PO. Sort of true. I mean, you can count, uh, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, but that's a given. But, um,. When Star Wars came out on DHS, the time before the special editions, you'll probably remember them because they were the VHSs that each had, like, A New Hope had a Stormtrooper, and Empire Strikes Back had just Darth Vader's face on the tape, and yeah. Return of the Jedi had just had Yoda's face on the tape.
0: That was my first collection. That was the
1: first time, as for me as well, my that first I owned VHS all collection, three yeah. collections. There was an interview with Leonard Malton before each movie with him sort of talking to George Lucas about how like you know a short five or six i think you can actually see him on youtube nowadays nowadays but he actually mentioned in there that they were in the process of developing a prequel trilogy that would show how anakin became darth vader and those came out i want to say in like 96 or 97 so it was a couple years before the phantom menace came out it was really interesting cuz that's
0: the first time I heard,
1: from the maker I heard that there was going to be a new Star Wars.
0: So, I you, got mad George Lucas love. Me too, like, man. I love George Lucas. Like and I'm not hating on his vision or the way he executed it. Like that's his story and he told it the way he wanted it told and I respect that. Yeah, I and, mean uh, you know a
1: lot of got people want to go down him. the the route of oh, he ruined my childhood because of the prequels. No he didn't. If the prequels make you love the original trilogy less, then there's something, I mean, then you didn't like it as much as, I mean, I could talk all day about the little shit that will make people stop liking Star Wars. Like, if it really bothers you that Greedo shoots first instead of Han Solo, if that one fucking moment is your your rock you stand on, that's the reason you like Star Wars, then fine, we don't need you in the fandom.
0: Right. I and I don't want to be a dick
1: about it. I know, I have... Most of my friends, except the dude I'm sitting from across right now, are going to hate on the prequels, and that's fine. I've gotten used to it. No, yeah. but don't don't say it ruined the original no. trilogy
0: for me. I'll you. be honest with you right now. I preferred when Han shot first. Like in my mind, and if I were to sit down and tell the story to my kids, Han shot first. But yeah, and that's fine. And uh, but it doesn't. You know, the fact that they tried to make it more heroic or in self-defense or. You know what? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It makes it more kid friendly, I guess, so that more kids can feel like he's not a murderer. In my mind, Hansel is like.
1: I mean, I understand. And if if I'm going to be completely honest, I wish that he would shoot first. I wish Disney would replay, just change that one thing about the special editions just to shut people up. Yeah, because it doesn't
0: change it. It doesn't change it. But
1: I do. I do like that. That Sean is uh, uh, Sean. Han is the shoot first, ask questions later type of dudes. This dude's going to put his nuts all on the table and say he's going to take me to Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, Bang, I'll shoot you in your nuts. I'm not going to Jabba the Hutt. Boom. Right. But the fact that he doesn't, doesn't ruin Star Wars for me. And I like the addition of Jabba the Hutt. To me, that adds a neat continuity to the movie. I mean, the CG doesn't look that great, but... They were working with scenes they had already shot with just a fat dude. It, he wasn't originally gonna be a big space slug. It was just a dude, a big fat guy. It I is totally a little. Understand.
0: It is a little wonky when he walks over Java's tail, and they do that, you know, digital enhanced magic to make it look like Harrison Ford doesn't walk over his tail, and like you can always tell. But yeah, I mean, it looks good enough.
1: right and i mean that's just a problem because he walked around the guy right there was always this there's one line in there that they just couldn't change because it was how it was originally shot that i just sort of interpret nowadays as han being sort of a dick but after he makes the deal with jabba he says jabba you're a wonderful human being
0: you know what i'm saying yeah like you could look at it as maybe he's trying to insult jabba because, you know, Job That's you know, how I look at it. Hutts are gangster lords. He's not very reverent... No, ...to never. Jabba in that scene. And uh, I guess it's just because he works for him, or he knows he's got high status working for him. Right. Because Han's the best. Like, right. Han, Mibuki. I think it's
1: funny that Han... I mean, I, and honestly, I guess who knows if this is true anymore with the way they've sort of gotten rid of the previous canon and reconfigured it and stuff but han was a drug smuggler spice is spice, spice is a drug right like as, i guess as, so as i've been led to believe spice is kind of a drug in star wars so like the story is that han was transporting a load of drugs for jabba the Hutt.
0: would you like to buy some death sticks right
1: right and then got boarded by imperials and he jettisoned the cargo so yeah. he shot a big bale of drugs he out into space dropped and pissed that off. load
0: of spice so he wouldn't be nabbed by the police. Right. To me, the... the we would like they did to a, avoid Imperial You know, they did something it. similar
1: in A New Hope, the special edition, when Luke is in the hangar on Yavin 4 before the battle of Yavin, and he sees Biggs, and they just added the scene in the special edition where the commander comes up and he's like, Are you sure you can really handle this, X-Wing? And they cut out a scene, which you can see in the deleted scenes, where he says, you know, I met your father. If you're twice as good as, or if you're twice, if you're any as, I can't remember the exact line, but he says, if you're as good as your father, you'll do all right. Mm -hmm. Well, they do an awkward cut in the special editions where a guy just walks in front of the camera past them, and then they cut that line off, and he, he, he just goes to, well, you'll do all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know they. He was sort of dealing with what he he had at the time and dialogue that was actually recorded. The scenes that were actually recorded, absolutely. And to me, the special edition changes to the other two movies are far less obvious and, and egregious to some people. Like, I guess the biggest one after that would be Jedi Rocks in Return of the Jedi. The new song in Jabba's Palace. Oh, right. With the CG guy, which, right. you, to be honest, I just like that more than Han shooting
0: first. That's, uh, I'll agree with you there. Like, uh, I'll give you Han. Chicken
1: Monkey
0: poo han can, like, Dude, I don't even know. You, and it's animal. I don't care how you slice it. It is That animal. thing is animal from yeah. the Muppet. The
1: only cool part of that is Boba, they added the shot of Boba Fett with, like, the ladies on either side of him. And he's like, Boba Pimp. You know what I'm saying? He's got, like, the crazy looking
0: alien ladies and yeah shit. the twi'lek dancers yeah. and stuff yeah i That's like pretty that cool that, that is seeing cool. boba fett being a boss yeah but the animals singing i mean the little alien singing is not it's not necessary no it did not enhance the story no. in any way
1: no and to be completely honest i kind of like the song that was in there before better but other than that you know they added some celebration scenes i'm probably missing a lot of stuff i mean he, he and he,
0: all the rest of the embellishments were fine. Like, yeah. I appreciate them all.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, I understand mainly, to me, cleaning up and fixing some of the things in A New Hope makes a lot of sense for it to stay timeless. Yeah. You, I mean...
0: To follow if, suit with the rest of the Seeing stuff.
1: the matte windows around the TIE Fighters and stuff like that. And if you watch the non-special edition Battle of Yavin next to the special edition Battle of Yavin... I think it's an easy choice that that's more exciting. Yeah, I mean the X wings do like a corkscrew one way, and then the next time you see them, they're doing a corkscrew the other way. You know what yes, I'm saying? Absolutely. In the original, I, I think he just tried to update it a little bit. But the problem is, is when people love something as much as they do a Star Wars, sometimes they get a little tight about anything being changed.
0: Absolutely, I actually
1: saw a fucked up tweet from Brian Posehn, you know who I'm talking about, the comedian.
0: He's got the D&D podcast, right? He does.
1: He does Nerd yeah. Poker, which is a very good podcast. Yeah. He had a fucked up tweet after this newest trailer came out where he was like, "Nope, I don't feel anything, not one bit. George Lucas killed my love for Star Wars years ago." And I was I mean, I can't imagine. I know even Star Wars skeptics that saw that new trailer and thought it was awesome. So that dude, I mean, he was personally hurt.
0: Yeah, he was hurt down to his core He was I mean, that's fine But he can build a bridge and get over it And go uh, yeah, see the new Star Wars Fuck when it yeah, comes out he can.
1: I bet he's going to see that new Star Wars I bet you'll have something negative to say I mean, I like Brian, Brian Posehn as a comedian I think he's funny I like nerd poker, but I don't know I just get tight when people hate on Star Wars
0: I'll pay for his way Oh yeah, he can hey Brian, Posein,
1: if you ever hear this, if some weird witchcraft happens and you ever hear this and you want to hang out with two badass motherfuckers and watch some Star Wars, you got about your D&D. way dog. Whatever you want, hot dogs, chicken fingers, uh curly fries. Yeah, we got those fancy theaters in Birmingham, son.
0: We can watch all the Star Wars you like and then we'll go see the new Star Wars.
1: Fuck yeah, come to a come do a a, a marathon with you. I'll dig out I'll get a Laserdisc player and the original trilogy on Laserdisc. We'll watch that shit, and then we'll go see the new one. And that's fine if you don't like it, but I got you. I'll pay for your plane ticket. He's never going to
0: hear this. No, he'll hear it. He'll hear it. No, no.
1: I mean, dude, if our friends hear it, I'll be fucking surprised. <laughs> I'll be like, hey, hey, Steve, have you listened to that podcast? Oh, man, I've been so busy. I've been fucking good, uh, doing judo on the weekends. So everybody,
0: everybody will make it like the first five minutes where we're talking about "Oh, how we both originally saw Star Wars. And, and they'll like, start falling asleep. Like, yeah. oh, this is terrible.
1: That's the one thing I wonder about this is will anybody even hear this?
0: Hopefully now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings up. So...
1: All right, quick break. Quick break. Star Wars! All right, sorry about that. We had to take a little break. My lady got home, and uh, my buddy Will wasn't feeling so well, so I hit him with a gelato
0: reconstitution. Mm, feel much better now after a little gelato.
1: Okay, so we're not going to stretch this on too much longer. Before we end, though, uh, I want to get your prequel memories, since those were the first movies. Absolutely. Star Wars movies that we actually got to see day one, and you know, generally yeah, in the theater, in our lifetimes. Take it away, buddy.
0: Uh, episode one, I was incredibly psyched to see. I was like a young teenager, like thirteen maybe, and uh, we went to see it, and I was blown away. You know, the first moment with that bomb, but um, but like that. Yes, just, I do. It makes it gives you goosebumps, and it was uh, it was cool to see a little Anakin and how strong he was with the Force. Uh, when they were pod racing and I all that I still contend stuff. that that pod race, hate
1: on the prequels as much as you want, but that is
0: amazing. I really enjoyed the pod race. I thought that was a cool little scene. It was exciting. It was neat to see him use the Force in that way. Without knowing. Mm-hmm. And it was cool seeing Qui-Gon Jin, you know, really kind of silently, but affectionately and, and positively mentor a young Anakin Skywalker. Also, the 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 fight scene where he goes into space that's pretty neat I mean it's hard to believe that a kid can fly a starfighter quite so well but it's yeah and his reactions to everything are are kind of it's rough it kind
1: of you know to me I'm going to step out on a limb right here and say that Anakin is harder to deal with in episode 1 than Jar Jar true
0: and Jar Jar is a hard one to deal with but you really kind of get used to that stubble stubble yeah you just kind of accept it halfway through.
1: I've been annoying you with Jar Jar quotes for about three weeks now. I don't know why I just got stuck on this Jar Jar quote thing. Uh, you know.
0: Oh, this is, this is,
1: Yeah, it's Jar Jar's. Oh my um, God, Our ca- my cat Walter just got on the table. Motherfucker, come on. He wants to be on the podcast. Walter, Walter. White,
0: everybody. He is crazy and he is awesome. When I went to see episode 2, I was just I was real disappointed in the romance scene And, uh, but it was cool to see Young Anakin, like young Jedi Anakin. He's and cocky. He's cocky And he's good, good pilot And, uh, yeah In, he's, well it took me a
1: while To find the speeder with the settings I want In the mm, open can you know, and the
0: right color What took you so long? I couldn't find a speeder I really like. Couldn't find a color I really liked Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have I told you about Power Um, couplings. uh,
1: To me, that's the worst line in the movie. George, buddy, you should have just cut that shit. Yeah, I mean, Anakin, what have I told you about staying away from power couplings? It's bad. It is bad. And you know, I I could be wrong about this, but I think they used that in a trailer, which to me, yeesh. You know what I think is interesting, and I think it's it's a direct response. To the fan outcry about Jar Jar is how little he's featured in the next two movies. You know, people always hate on the prequels and one of their go-to bullseye points is Jar
0: Jar. Well, I think the backlash was so severe against Jar Jar in the beginning that yeah, that's George what I'm didn't saying. want to feature him so much more in the next two movies.
1: I, it makes me wonder if people had been like, yo, Jar Jar is the shit. What would he have
0: done? Who knows? What is that movie where the dude has the tattoos? That's Fanboys. Fanboys. Oh, man, Jar Jar, episode one, that's going to be the shit. And I got tattooed on my back, Jar Jar Banks and little Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Oh, I was going to do episode And episode two, in the later parts of episode two, it really is interesting to see the Jedi really do combat you don't really get to see Jedi do combat on that massive scale anywhere else in the series.
1: And the first time we see a lightsaber that's
0: not one of the canonical green, blue, or Yes, red. Mace Windu has a purple lightsaber. Right. Dude, the quality cool. of Jedi in that one war scene. Dude, uh, uh, Yoda. Yoda throwing down so hard against Count Dooku. And even old man, uh, what is his name, Christopher... Uh, man that plays Count Christopher King. Lee Christopher Lee God he's such a good actor he's such a good Shakespearean actor yeah and I mean and he was great as um there's definitely
1: some parts in that episode where you can tell that it's not him right doing that lightsaber but he's an old fella right I mean you gotta cut his ass some slack yeah, he's give the old give a break I mean he's in the 70s trying to lightsaber battle two young bucks
0: yeah <laughs> two young Jedi knights that's a really part of the movie that I really enjoyed the most was the 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 last push of it that's got such a flair for how the Jedi operated and how they used the clone army and how they were kind of backed into a corner where they had to, where I'm sure Dark Sidious had planned all that, and that's why they were backed into a corner and why they did have to authorize all that. To me... planned so far in advance.
1: To me, one of the hardest parts to grasp about the attack of the clones, and we'll get into this more when we do our recap, um, is... I mean, it just seems kind of sloppy, the old, the whole setup for the clone army. sifo a character we don't know. It's just sort of thrown out there. But on the other hand, they kind of do that same thing in the original trilogy. They mention things like the Clone Wars, which we have no idea about until right. recently. I don't know. It just seems executed sloppily. Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to explain. I don't know.
0: Kind of dropping names. Dropping proper names and and places without really any setup or background. Right. And that's kind of that's honestly that's where episode 3 steps in. You can you step into mid battle the chan, you know, you get it from the scroll that the the chancellor has been kidnapped. And that the two Jedi Knights are returning to you know get the Chancellor back from General Grievous's ship. You just step right into that kind of without any setup. But that's neat. That's a that's a good that's a good step into that story because it's very exciting. And that air battle scene is really you know it's one so, of my favorite that's, space
1: battles in the movie. It
0: really is. Uh, that's that's an, a killer scene where they the, and then they crash General half of General Grievous's ship on Coruscant. That's impressive as well. Right. Uh, so is the rescue.
1: You know, there's one part of that beginning scene that sort of bothers me. It's when Palpatine is watching Anakin fight Dooku, and he just goes, Ew! Ew! Yeah. You know what I'm talking kind about? like a frog rivet. Yeah. yeah. Like, get him! get him! I mean, by far the most violent of the Star Wars movies to me. It is. As far as the, any of them go. I mean, the first five minutes. I mean, it's, it's
0: the first movie that was rated something above PG. Yeah, there's a beheading in the first five minutes, but... Obi-Wan Kenobi is really the badass of that movie. It shows you how powerful Obi-Wan Kenobi is and how strong he is in the Force. Yeah,
1: one of my favorite things is uh, in the opening battle when he flies the ship into the droid command ship and then flips out, cuts a couple droids down, and lands on his feet. You know what I'm
0: talking about? Mm -hmm. It looks a little awkward because of the CG and stuff, but it's still badass. It is. You know, he battles General Grievous and then the Order 66 and then, you know, evading capture, setting all that up so that any other Jedi aren't returning to the temple and finding out what happens with Yoda. You
1: know, what's interesting to me is that for bringing original characters back, C-3PO especially doesn't do much in the prequels.
0: He's all, he's he's comedic. He becomes the slapstick when I'm we remove you, Jar Jar the, Binks. The
1: reason why Attack of the Clones is my least favorite is the droid factory. scene. Oh, the
0: droid factory—that's—it's just—it's crin- again cringeworthy. I hate to keep using the same words, but it, you know, most of Episode Three, I—I I was in college at that time, and I was so excited to see it, and it wrapped up the series, and it was so close to the rest of the Star Wars in feel than the other movies. That it just really excited me, and I, I saw that a couple times in the theater. I'm not going to lie, and this is the
1: God's honest truth. That movie, I saw ten times in the theater. That's it was amazing. my goal to see it at least ten times.
0: That was impressive.
1: I mean, impressive or sad? You know, no. Quantify
0: I, that. However I don't well. think it's sad at all, my friend. I think it's most impressive. I don't think I saw it ten times, but I've seen it quite a lot. But the showmanship of that last lightsaber battle?
1: I mean, not just the Obi-Wan Anakin lightsaber, the Sidious versus Yoda lightsaber. I mean, impressive in my opinion. It's it's set in the Senator, or like the Senate. Senate, The Senate, yeah. I don't know. Of all the things I thought we might see in the prequels, for some reason I never even considered seeing the Emperor or Yoda use a lightsaber. I don't know why it just never crossed my mind. So the, to to me, that was two of the things that like really surprised me the most.
0: When the Emperor uses his lightsaber, he's got it in that little quick draw yeah. set up in his and arm, the, like
1: the statue or something. Yeah,
0: it's kind of weird and crazy, and he's crazy agile, kind of like Yoda is. They do some of that death defying aerial flips and stuff. That's got to be quite handy as the Dark Lord of the Sith as the Dark Lord of the Sith I could talk about this all day
1: and that's probably what we will do in future podcasts I'm sure we will I hope this shit recorded well I feel like we did pretty
0: good buddy I feel like it has been a success so next
1: time time, I want you to finish up uh, maybe if you just want to do Darth Vader do Darth Vader if you want to read them all we'll do a whole comics discussion next time whole comics and uh, we didn't even talk about Rebels we should do that next time we will Here's to our first episode, buddy. High five! High five. For Blue Harvest Podcast, I'm Hal's Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten.
0: May the force be with us.